recording now? Yeah, it has, we, been, it oh. has been recording. We are recording? Yeah. So well. are we going to start? Start? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, hello and welcome. I don't like the way I say hello because I always say it the same way. Hello. <laughs> hello. Greetings. Greetings. I don't like that. Mazel tov. Hello and welcome to another episode. I didn't come up with a funny joke to start off the show with as I do usually. Do you? Well, sometimes. <laughs> I have not noticed that you've been <laughs> doing this. The one time where I was spelling every of the word. That wasn't funny. That was annoying. That was pretty funny, especially since I came up with that joke about a week in advance, and I knew what I was going <laughs> to spell. I, I figured out what I was going to say, and then I was practicing spelling it. Welcome back to another episode of Jabberwocky. Yes. I'm here, yeah. and my name is Adam. I'm here. My name is David. A-D-A-M. No, we're not <laughs> we have a beloved guest with us. Yes. Hello, Tucker Baker. Hello, Tucker Baker. <laughs> hello, Tucker Baker. <laughs> <laughs> you said hello. Hello, to comma. I am. I, I am, am Tucker, Tucker Baker. Baker. Yes. Welcome, Tucker Baker, to the show. I am a Kentuckian. That is the thing you must know about me before. That is probably so, one. That is probably the main thing you need to know before we start. So yeah. So this is basically part two of asking Kentuckian. Part one was released. Today. Just very recently. It was recorded months ago. And well, was it months ago? Yes, it was literally months ago. I think we recorded it in like October. Mm. So apologies to Hunter P for how long it took you or how long it took us to release you to our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that he's out there, everyone loves him. Here's what happened <laughs> is we thought we'll record all these interviews and then we'll release them all together. And then that never happened. And we have we're just now getting to our second interview. Awesome. So awesome. what we're going to do is ask some questions to Tucker. Tucker does not know what the questions are. He doesn't know what Hunter's answers were. And he's just going to get Tucker doesn't even know before what questions are. Before you ask the questions, never been asked a question. Before you ask the questions, though, I guarantee you there will be three things that will come up during the course of of asking. One will be Dollar General. Two will be Mexican restaurants. And three... Is yeah, this, just, just so is this like this Johnny Carson bit where he opens the envelope and has the answer and then he reads the question? I, I don't know what Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Carson. He, yeah. No, uh, no, I don't. Um, I, I don't know what bit you're per- thinking of, but I know really who know. Johnny Carson is. He's he looks like an he looks like uh, the guy off of King of the Hill that got his knees blown off. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. It, Hank's dad. Anyway, I thought you were gonna say Jimmy Those Carter. References I don't understand. Um, <clears throat> but 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 those those two things and the third thing, potentially bourbon or horse racing will come up. Bourbon or horse racing. Or horse racing. Either one. Those no. are the those are the three things that will potentially come up. I the can't imagine a world where bourbon or horse racing. Well, I can imagine where horse racing comes up, but not bourbon in this interview. We at here at Jabberwocky. Do not advocate Can, alcoholism. I don't either. We're actually anti. Did you say we Amen. don't have any alcoholism? We we don't have any, and we do not advocate it. We do not advocate <laughs> alcoholism. I don't either. Yeah. So this might be a little bit of an emotional episode for you, Tucker, because sadly, you're living in another state now. And you gave me the orange microphone. Oh, that wasn't even like a personal thing. That wasn't really the only reason I do that. Is just because the blue. Yeah, you can use the black. We have pop filters on. All of our mics. And Ooh, mine happens to be blue, and Tucker's happens to be orange. That's not good radio. Uh, and if you did not know, orange is the color of University Tennessee. of Tennessee, which is sorry. It sounds like snow falling. Uh, it's like uh, 
you know, very relaxing. Wow, how did you do that? Are they? Can they hear me still? Yeah. But they can't hear him. Wow. Adam with the technical Producer name. Adam. Okay, so, so let's, let's get into these questions. We, well, we also have a studio audience, Andrew Merritt. Which is, is interesting because he's Andrew. also from Tennessee. Wow. Tucker's not from Tennessee, but he lives there now. So do you have any opening statements, Tucker? Um, I just like to say that I am thankful to be able to be able to represent the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. It's not a state; it's a Commonwealth, one of three. Would it name the other three or the other two Commonwealths in the United States? Virginia and Massachusetts. Wow, he nailed it. That is correct. Perfect. So we we are different. So it affects our laws and stuff like that a little bit. But really laws. Laws. <laughs> it affects our laws. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If you want me to talk like somebody from back home, that's how we do it. We talk like this. It's kind of like Andy Griffith, but not really, a little bit faster. All right, so tell us a little bit about your your uh, credibility, your experience as a Kentuckian, because you're living in Knoxville, Tennessee what right now. What hospital were you born in? I was born in the Louisville, Kentucky Hospital. I don't know what it was called, but I just know it was in Louisville, Kentucky. Gotcha. Okay. So what part of Kentucky are you from? I was raised in Anderson County, Kentucky. It's pretty much in the geographic center of the state, uh, Springfield, Kentucky, which is where the county seat of where my dad's from is uh, about 10 minutes south of there. So hmm. ba basically, geographically speaking, I was born in the mi in the heart, you could say, of Kentucky between the two largest cities, Lexington and Louisville, uh, 40 minutes to either one from, from where I grew up. Um, and I'm a Kentucky fan, which automatically gives me more credibility than someone who roots for that team that's in the other um, city. And <clears throat> and also, I have traveled. Uh, I've worked in eastern Kentucky. I've worked in far western Kentucky. I've worked in Bowling Green uh, as a civil engineer, uh, doing inspecting work, but also doing some engineering work. So I've, I've not only worked in Bowling Green area, Lawrenceburg area, but also in uh, other parts of the state and got to know people throughout the state. So a true Kentucky expert. Yeah. Born and bred. Sure. Can you spell it backwards? Y-T-N. <laughs> Y-T-N. Okay. No, no, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I can't spell it backwards. Uh, no, I could, if, I'm not, I'm, you know, I probably felt one, good thing I don't drink. Because um, I probably failed one of those field sobriety tests because I'm dyslexic in many <laughs> ways. Um, there was one time that Caleb, I was in Knoxville, and I needed Caleb to uh, do something in, in my office and log into to my computer. Okay. And I told him J R E, and, and it was actually J E R. <laughs> and I kept on telling him, he's like, it's not working. I'm like, I don't know, did you try Jer? You know, did you try J, uh, you know, Jer? And he's like, Tuck, you kept on telling me J R E, and I didn't realize it. So. Um, so yeah, if I if I think about it, if you give me a minute to think about it, it'd be Y, K, C, U, T, M, E, K. Nailed it. There you Boom. Go. So you, you, nice so you have to think about it a little bit. I'm more of a math guy because it just letters don't make any sense to me. That's good. <laughs> letters means you know, nothing. To when you're in civil engineering, you want to be a math guy. Exactly. And and I didn't go to school to n to letter. I went to school to number. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't spell Kentucky without Tuck. Exactly, and you can't spell uh, nuclear 
without ear. It's true. Ear? Ear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> nuclear. Ear. So, first question. Mm-hmm. What do all Kentuckians agree on? All Kentuckians agree on the importance of basketball in the state. Hmm. Basketball is the common thread that ties every member of this commonwealth. I would say that that is true. A lot of people here care about basketball. It's a big big uh, sport here. It 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 is. I mean, you you take a show like uh, Kentucky Sports Radio by Matt Jones. Um it's a very popular show throughout the state and they talk about basketball. More football recently because of the success of the football team, but they talk about basketball 365 days a year and the season only goes from November to April. Wow. So to be able to have and it's it's the number one show in the state over country music, over political shows. So I mean you can go into any any uh town anywhere and you could I mean it it might take you two you might run into the first person and they'll have a Kentucky sticker on their car or on their sh- they'll be wearing a Kentucky shirt mm-hmm. or have a Kentucky pin or a little University of of that other team pin on their Louisville. shirt. Louisville. <coughs> those of you that don't know. They don't exist. Tucker does not want to say does not University exist. of Louisville. No, I I um I, I feel sorry for them because of what's happened over the last couple of years with with uh Rick Patino and Bobby Petrino and Tom Jurich. Yeah. Sad story um, there. And and if you want to look at that, I won't discuss the details of that on this podcast, but l- look up some stuff that that happened up there. It's pretty outrageous. Wow, that's quite the. Uh, I have no idea what happened. Quite the oh, indictment. Well, it's it's uh, you know. Is this their basketball team? Were they both? Pay, they were, were they paying players? Is no, that what we're um, talking about? In in a certain sense, um, they. W- this is a family show, so I don't want to really get into it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but if if you have some time, do college basketball players get paid? Think about it. No. Well, they should. Well, a lot of people think that. Hey, they should. You know what? I want this platform to be a platform of change for college basketball. We do. Yes. We do now. Okay. They should be getting paid. Amen. That's a lot of people think that. Yeah. The NCAA is not one of those people. Well, they're well actually they're that changing that. Are they? Yeah, that's that's uh, the last ruling. Good um, for them. So they're going to come out with the NCAA football 2026. Apparently, I'm just I'm kidding. I don't know, but that's the real that's the real reason we want them to get paid so we can play football games. So if you want to fit in in Kentucky, all you have to do is know basketball really really well. And no one will think that you're not from Kentucky. Exactly, um, but secondary to basketball, I would I would say, if you know anything about farming or tractors or trucks, <laughs> you're good to you're go. Good. You're okay, good to go. Okay, so before moving here, brush up on basketball ba- stats. Basketball stats. RBIs, um, number of home runs per season, stuff like that. Uh, How that's many baseball? <laughs> Sir, farming. We want field goals <laughs> and then free throw percentage and then farming dribble tractors. drive farming stats. Farming. How long does it take to grow corn? Mm-hmm. What is I the best no tractor company? Mm-hmm. How ah. do you Not siphon Deere. gas from a tractor? So let's talk about that because you have a tractor hot take. Yes, you're an anti John Deere guy. Yes, John Deere is the equivalent is the is the Chevrolet of the tractor world. It's all about what price. Is, what is that the hurts Toyota? My a little bit because I drive a Chevrolet. Toyota of is tractor. Well, I'm sorry. You, I mean, if you had, if you were a logical person, you would not have chosen Chevrolet. I'm just saying. I mean, no offense to your parents. Well, to be fair, <laughs> our Chevrolet has lasted for 15 years now. That's true. Yeah. 
It's on its last leg now, so but it made John it this Deere far. Is n- John Deere is a no-go. Yes. What tractors do you recommend? Uh, New Holland makes a very good tractor. Uh, Ford, which was the predecessor. New Holland bought out Ford in the, in the early, mid-80s, late-80s. So Ford, New Holland are practically the same thing. Massey Ferguson makes a great tractor. Actually, my favorite tractor is a Massey Ferguson 150. Look it up. 3.7 liter Perkins engine, two cycle, two <laughs> cylinder, uh, and and there that's a that's about a 30, 40, I think 30, 45 horsepower tractor, uh, two wheel drive, uh, but Kubota also makes a good tractor, and that's it just depends it depends on what you're wanting. If you're if you're someone that is rolling hay, uh, and needs something that's 90 horsepower, yeah, you want a four wheel drive, you know, Kubota cab tractor. But if you're just out there, you know. Like I want to do, just piddling around, bush hogging. A 45-horsepower tractor is all you need. That's interesting because I've always thought that John Deere was good because I've never seen an ad for another tractor company that was not John Deere. Because they don't need to. Hmm. Yeah, like, like think about, I don't know, what, what would be something. Think about, like, Starbucks. I haven't seen an ad for Starbucks, maybe because I don't watch TV anymore. But everybody oh. talks about Starbucks all the time, but they don't need to advertise because – they're just their their brand is word of mouth. Their brand is so. Yeah, I guess in the to. farming circles, a lot of people aren't probably watching TV and seeing ads. They're going down to their local grain store yeah. or local, whatever. The their local tractor supply company. The yeah. the thing that I amen actually <laughs> hot take on that tractor supply is trash. Stockdale's or Shipton's Big R. It's a way to go. Um, secondary to that though. I I am disappointed in Massey Ferguson and New Holland in their lack of branding. I think John Deere, the reason why they're so people know them as the as the tractor company is because they've done a good job of producing sweatshirts and t-shirts and toys and This is true. And and and, and you know, that's just that's poor poor form on on, you know, uh, on Massey Ferguson and is and New Holland's on New Holland's Tonkin a actual company Tonk? or is it just toys? Tonka is just toys. I think yeah. It's it's the same thing as Ertl. Did I say Ertl Tonkin? Tonkin. Tonkin Tonka. is a thing, but it might be a different thing. Tonkin is Honky Tonkin, and I don't think that's what you want. I to think talk Tonkin about. is Ron Tonkin, <laughs> the <laughs> auto uh, dealership oh, yeah. <laughs> in Oregon. Tonka, a Tonka truck is a toy. But is Tonka only toys? I think so. Yes, they do not make actual but, okay. vehicles. But for the, the equivalent disappointing. for the equivalent for tractors is Ertl, E R T L, and they make sixteenth uh, size. I actually have one in my or in my room in Knoxville. I had it here, and sixty four size. How do you feel tractors. about Caterpillar? Caterpillar. Uh, they make some quality products. Um, as far as dozers and excavators, um. I I haven't had I don't have much experience with them, uh, because they're more heavy machinery, not as far as you know in more industrial usage. Why Why do you ask that? Just wondering. Is cat the same as caterpillar? Just yes, shorthand? yes. So How do you feel about bobcats? Bobcat is great. Uh, they make a great skid steer, which is what you would call typical bobcat. You know the the thing with four wheels and it's got a bucket on the front. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Talk about skid steer. Uh, they also make a good line of mid-size excavators uh, with river tracks, which in my line of work are very useful um, and don't damage the roadway, which is something we worry about. So as a civil engineer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we did. Okay. All right. Here's a good question. Mm-hmm. <coughs> which states hate Kentucky the most and why? 
because that that's a the 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 question's probably more like which states don't hate Kentucky the the least that border us Missouri and Kentucky are kind of like the two cousins that are related but so distantly that they don't see each other but they're just alike I don't know what to put it like they they have the same interests they just never come into contact with each other that's kind of true Missouri is a ve- is very similar in climate and topography distribution as Kentucky. The difference is is they're just further west and are much more agrarian in their northern sector than we are uh, overall. But uh, the the, t- the state that probably hates Kentucky the most, I'd say it's probably shocking. It's uh, Ohio. Ohio is like the the guy in school that is is like rich and his parents drop him off in a Bentley every day and gets picked up from school, doesn't ride the bus, brings his lunch, you know, and it's like you know, it's not a microwave dinner, it's like a immaculately prepared meal. It's like lobster thermidor. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. He brings his own butler. Is that to a school. drop from <laughs> is that a drop from Batman? From yeah. Lego Batman. That's the first uh, fancy dish I can think of. <laughs> but but like and but but the thing is Ohio is not that great of a place. I've been to Columbus. It's it's like it's like a sh- like a fifteen year old Chevrolet truck. It's just rust. <laughs> like you just everything, go up there and just rust everything everywhere. That, everything that Tucker hates is immediately <laughs> likened to Chevrolet. Chevrolet. No, I, I I I hate on Chevrolet a lot. They be honest with you. The last ten years, well, I'd say probably the last six years, they've come out with some quality mid sized trucks. But other than that, they're trash. This <clears> is probably a good. They're terrible. We should probably. They say. should go back to where they came from. Um, we should probably say. Uh, Chevrolet and Tractor Supply Company and John Deere. Uh, the opinions that are represented <laughs> by our guests are not nepr- rep- necessarily the, p- p- the stances of this podcast. Of this podcast. Yeah. They are solely the. the We've been driving a Chevrolet of. for 15 years. <laughs> we have I no grew st- up in a Chevrolet. We have no stance on Chevrolet. I was podcast. born in a Chevrolet. <laughs> I was not born in a Chevrolet. It's not sponsored by Chevrolet, nor is it. I grew up in a Chevrolet and a BMW. At the well, same time. At the yeah. same time. They drove side by side, and it was half half of me in one <laughs> car and half of me in the other car. So so how do you feel about Tennessee then? Ten- Tennessee, like, Kentucky and Tennessee are very similar in a lot of ways uh, as far as population. The difference is, is Kentucky, and this, this is not anything new, but Kentucky's political corruption has allowed Tennessee to take advantage of uh, that base that is very laissez-faire economic um, and been able to progress. laissez-faire. Whatever. It's French. <laughs> I don't know it. Freedom fries all the way. 2020. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We're calling call them freedom fries Free, They ain't French fries. They're freedom, freedom fries. fries. Um, that's probably before your time, Adam, but that was a big deal back in for my time, I um, didn't know that there was a there was oh. contention between calling them <laughs> French fries. Oh man, there was. Um, I don't even think they're French. Nuclear. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, Tennessee. So Kentucky, our our issue with with corruption in local government and and state government for the most part has kind of led to a lot of uh, deals with politicians that sort of thing. So. Um, 
Tennessee's done a really good job of getting positive cash flow by the way they do their taxes. Instead of taxing their people primarily, they tax more the tourism industry with their sales tax. The way they have their sales Is tax. Is there a big tourism industry in Kentucky? Um, we have... And here we go. We have the Bourbon Trail, which goes through <laughs> what? We, which goes through uh, the heart of the state, um, which is a really big. Um, yeah, starts like in in um, the Spencer County, uh, Bardstown area, and goes through Anderson County, where I grew up, to Versailles and in that area where a lot of bourbon is produced. Uh, fun fact: Matthew McConaughey spends a lot of time in Lawrenceburg because he's the. Uh, Vice President of Marketing for Wild Turkey Bourbon. Really? Mm. Yes. Wow. Uh, his father played football at the University of Kentucky. Man. So, wow. so but now he's a very he's big on Texas. Texas. He's got his, his he's bigger. He's just killing it. He's you got his hands in a lot of Professor Wild Turkey, whatever that it was. It's a Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln. Yeah. And he showers more than once a day because he doesn't use deodorant. Huh. Uh, yep. <coughs> So maybe that's the key he looks, to success. He looks greasy anyway. He needs well, he yeah. needs to just stop that. So, sorry. Um, what are the essential requirements of being a good Kentuckian? Uh, number one, like we said before, you must like L eight. You have to have a. You have to. Hey, I just want to. Did, did we say that before? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Sorry, you have to like basketball. I, oh. I I got to mix it up. I was trying to think <laughs> of what I was going to say next. You, you have to like basketball. So <laughs> um, you have to. Have have been to a truck pool in your life or a demolition derby, either one. The people that go to those, you understand what I'm talking about. It's a good time. What's a tr- truck, truck pool? pool. A truck person pool. pulls the truck? No. So it's you get two trucks together and you see which one. It's like tug of war with trucks. Oh. And it's a lot of fun. Demolition derbies are so I much would fun. get the Tesla truck and just go around the south and just. It's not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. The torque in that is not fair. Well, I would win. Ele- an electric engine won't. So, so the the engineering behind this is electric engine has in- instant torque, so it could out, you know, the acceleration on that is much greater, versus a gas or diesel engine, so it wouldn't wouldn't be a fair fight. But the the advantage to it's using still a fight though. Well, I, that seems like kind of part of like the competition though. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. It doesn't work, you know. Um, well, I feel like I feel like the people bringing the gas vehicles are the ones who are bringing the knives. If yeah, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. They need to step up their game. Let's go, Tesla so trucks. It seems like, I don't know. That seems like it should be fair. We to need me. to get. We're just getting one step closer to. What was that movie where they have robots that fight? With uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Terminator. Real Steel. Real Steel. Real yeah. Steel. That yeah, we're uh, just getting closer and closer to Real Steel. Once we have. Cybertruck truck pulling <laughs> competitions. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to have fighting robots. Cyber tractors. So you have to go to a <laughs> truck pull or a demolition derby. You have to um, like basketball. You got to like basketball. You have to have a grandma that when you walk in the door, doesn't matter if it's 6 o'clock in the morning or midnight, wants to fix you some food. That is 100%. And she's always bringing you food. And, and if you open up her fridge, it's just full of country crock buckets but the like country uh, crocs like are margarine? not full of margarine no it's but they're full, full of, of food. food yeah and oh. and repurposing like cool whip boxes and our cool whip right. containers for food containers that's that's a given um you have to enjoy i mean you have to enjoy the outdoors because kentucky is an outdoor state do people even primarily. eat margarine anymore 
Uh, Some do. Yeah. I feel like Marjorie had its had hey. a bit of its had a moment, and now it just fell to the wayside. People are like, "This just is not butter." So I have not seen margarine in a very long time. This is my chance to uh, do some. Well, what were you doing for college basketball? Platform for change. Platform. <laughs> platform for change for <laughs> America and its relationship with margarine. Stop so eating margarine. Um, margarine was initially marketed as a healthier alternative to butter. This Bakers. is an abject lie. Is it vegan? Um, it is, but it's made with vegetable oil, which is not good for you. Bakers. Which is weird because most things from vegetables are good for you. But Ironic. vegetable oil, it's not good. Not good. It's for made you. out of corn too. Mm-hmm. Probably. Ugh. It's not made out. Of, you should use real butter. Mm-hmm. Use mm-hmm. olive oil, coconut oil. Please mm-hmm. do not use margarine. It is not good for you. I'm personally Amen. a fan of olive oil. Olive oil is good. I Real will butter. say, I will say, I do for budgetary purposes. I do get these mashed potatoes that come in like a meal deal at Kroger, and they do have some margarine in them. David, David's very David. poor right now. I'm very poor. It's ten bucks for a rotisserie chicken, mashed potatoes, a salad kit, and a baguette of wheat bread. How dare you? Last me four meals. Wow, David. ten bucks. A baguette. Good deal. Compromising your Three ideals yeah. for money. You need to call them freedom rolls. Freedom rolls. <laughs> Freedom breadsticks. <laughs> okay. So let's just let's just avoid margarine if possible. Yeah, margarine's trash. But 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 the the the, the same thing still applies, whether it's Indian Lake or whatever it is. Butter, is that right? Indian Lando Lakes. Lando Lakes. It has an Indian on it. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh they're I called Native Americans. Native Americans. This is a platform for change. <laughs> they are Native Americans. Do you guys know we're not supposed to say Eskimo either? Really? What are they called? Uh, I think they're called like Inuit. Inuit, Inuit, yeah. that makes or, sense. or the. Um, I just went to Alaska, so I should know this. Uh, twelve, no, twelve tribe. The three tribes is in like that's like the Iroquois, and that's in. Oh. Anyway, they have a they have some other name that they use for the people up there. Yeah, but apparently Eskimo is n- not. That like, makes sense. Not cool. The f- Inuit. I think it's four nations people, five nations, something like that. Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. We're getting off topic. So uh, sorry. Anything else that is essential? Essential. To being a good um, you have to enjoy all things Kentucky. Um, so, essentially, Mingi beef jerky. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's very good. What beef jerky? Mingi. It's spelled M-I-N-G-U-A. It looks like mingua, but it's mingi. Huh. Um, and it's very like good. Quinoa. I wonder. If, I wonder if umqua ice cream is actually umki. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but uh, it's very good. Um, let's see what else. Uh, being a Kentuckian, uh, well, and being a Kentuckian is just about being, being yourself. Um, like the the thing people don't know about the state is it's so diverse. And you go to like West, Eastern Kentucky, and it's a completely different world than it is here. I mean, I feel like even though you all have been here for, you know, you've been here for six years almost. Five, five, five years. Five I years. Think. You've been here for a year and a half. A year, maybe Less six than months, a year. Six months, eight months. Western or Eastern Kentucky is much, much more uh, isolated in that you go from each of these towns and counties kind of have their own, you know, personality. And they're just, there's a lot of things that nuances that you're like, oh, I didn't recognize that, you know, you could have a Dollar General in a church in the same building, you know, it's just stuff like that, <laughs> uh, y- you know, and, and, but, but the thing that, that I, and, and I forgot to, to, uh, recognize this on the, the one that all things that 
that unite all Kentuckians to be a Kentuckian is you have to treat everyone like family regardless of who they are. And hmm. some some people take that to be like you hug everyone and the older generation's more like that in some respects, especially the grandmas. Um but but if you just if you just are polite to people, they'll they're kind of hesitant to accept people that are different because they just you know, we're kinda hesitant of change and outsiders as Kentuckians, but if you, you know, are respectful of Kentuckians, they're gonna love you. It's just because we've been trashed so much by Ohio and Indiana and Tennesseans. Uh, Illinois, Illinois, and Missouri really don't do anything to us. West Virginia, they're worse than us. Let so us we're okay. let's make this a platform of change <laughs> on our perceptions of Kentucky. Amen. So, amen. Wait, well, we'll come back to that. So, flip side then mm-hmm. to this question: mm-hmm. What should a good Kentuckian never, ever do? Go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Ohio is a, a a fun state on the eastern side. Once you get get into like Athens and kind of the West Virginia border. It's it's beautiful up in there. But you can keep Columbus and Dayton. Just leave it. Just Cleveland, same thing. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, no, actually, wow. Cincinnati is a beautiful city. I have friends there, Whoa. so I'm not going to so. kill it. But one of the things Kentuckian, the, the one things Kentuckians should not do, uh, like like if you do this, we're going to kick you out of, your, out of the state. Like, you lose your Kentuckian card. Yeah. Root for residency. Tennessee. <laughs> Root for Tennessee. Root for Tennessee, Duke, or North Carolina. Oh I mean, we, we would ship you to Austria. If we had a penal colony, we'd call it, you know, we'd call it, uh, we'd call it Tennessee. Tennessee, and we'd ship you there. <laughs> Bill Kitely was the equipment manager for the University of Kentucky from like 1937 to 2008. Guess where he was born? Oregon. Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's close. Anyway. Uh, and the legend goes that every morning he would have a bowl of moonshine and cornflakes. <laughs> oh. What a man. I thought you were just going to end it at moonshine. He, just, <laughs> he is moonshine. Just drank a bowl, a bowl of moonshine. <laughs> no, uh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, again, disclaimer, Jabberwocky does not promote the use of alcohol. Especially no. moonshine. Because I'm pretty sure that is illegal. It well, is actually, illegal. Well, yeah. Bootleg moonshine is illegal. If you have a distiller's is there, license, you can is do there it. Non bootleg moonshine, yes, I there's legal so. moonshine, hmm. but you have to be just it's not real moonshine because you have to do it a, a certain way that's not true to true moonshine. But the reason why moonshine is illegal a lot of times is because people just don't want to pay taxes on it. Hmm. Production, I didn't uh, know sorry, I didn't mean to get no, hey, I mean, but that's 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 my thoughts on, on one thing you should not talk about, otherwise, everything's fair game politics, religion. Um, we just talked about it. Family is very important. So there are people that I know that would rather withhold their beliefs or their political views for the sake of family. Hmm. Family is everything in Kentucky. Kind of like the mob. It is. Kentucky is the mob. I don't oh, know about I, that. Hey, if, if we don't get to the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about... If we don't get to the oh, end of this podcast? If I don't get to it by the end of this podcast. Oh. If it doesn't come up in one of the questions, we're going to talk about the Cornbread Mafia. Stay, stay tuned. I'm interested in that. I'm the largest cornbread syndicate in the United States. <laughs> cornbread Mafia. Come on, it's fall. Okay, uh, next question. What are the biggest misconceptions about Kentucky? 
Uh, that we don't wear shoes. Uh, no, no, actually, that's that's pretty. I've had that asked to me before. Um, yes. No, uh, just that, like, I think a lot of people think that Kentucky is super rural, and there are parts that are, to some extent, um, but horse, horse raising is not, or horses are not as big as people think. You get outside of the Lexington area. Horses are a lot smaller than people think. You see my TV. See, they're They're only, they're only two and a half foot tall (laughs) versus six, six foot three, you know, no, I, I mean, like. Not everyone owns horses. True. Um, right. It's really only in Lexington, Lexington that it's a big yeah. horse town. It's big horse town, but but there are pockets like you have the 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 standard breads in Shelbyville that are really important. You have pockets down here, and you know we're close to Tennessee Walker Country in Shelbyville, Tennessee, so people have those. My family raised Missouri Foxtrotters, so there are horses. They're they're more prevalent than places like, you know, uh, Arkansas or. Mississippi or Alabama, but they're not up there with like Florida. Florida is a huge um, horse state simply because Kentucky in the 90s passed us uh, incredibly dumb tax on horses that made small time breeders say, hey, you, you know what? It's cheaper for me to own horses and breed them in, in Florida. The weather's nicer. My horses won't die. Let's move to Florida. You so, can tax horses? Yeah. Wow, they're like property. You could probably tax almost anything you wanted to. Yeah, so people people don't people don't know this, but when you get when you if you take a horse to a show or sale, you have to get what's called a coggins. Coggins is like a a basically a physical for a horse, and every I think it's either every six months or every year you have to get them. If you take either take them out of state or take them to a sale or a show, wow. and so that's you know. I think last time we got them, they were like 300 fifty bucks a horse. So wow. I mean, if you if you've got you know ten horses, that's more than a thou- over a thousand dollars plus whatever else fees. That's what that's what Zoe needs to, to get into. He needs to become a horse cognizant. Well, you have to be a veterinarian to do it. Oh. Licensed veterinarian. Is cognizant the word? It is now. I she could become a veterinarian tech. Hmm. Uh, I think but it's cogginer. Cogginer, maybe maybe the the correct term. So what what was the rest of the question? Uh, misconceptions about Kentucky. Uh, one other misconception is that we, um, we we are not. There's no one intelligent in the state. That right because you're here. We're, we're all well. Thank you. Uh, I'm not very smart, but I went to school. I went to the number one high school in America, <laughs> in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is the Gatton. Carol Martin Gatton Academy. You went to Gatton. Yeah. Wow. Tucker is actually extremely smart, but he doesn't like to let people know. Well, I because know you went I, to people, people like look at you like, "Ooh, you're smart. Do my taxes." Uh, no. That's the one thing people is, want from smart people. Is there is intelligence and there is there is uh, wisdom. Wisdom, and I like to think that I have some intelligence, but I like to use my wisdom to amplify my intelligence because there are a lot there are a lot of people that are intelligent but aren't motivated or don't apply themselves. And so they're they're you know, they're not using what they what they've been given. Right. So um but but no, I you know, that that's one thing that Kentuckians, you know, the first stoplight was designed in Kentucky. Hmm. Good for them. The uh nonstick pen was designed in Kentucky. Lawrenceburg, whoop. Um good for them. So there's a lot of good things that come out of the state. Kentucky is also stoplights and nonstick pants. Is also uh, one of the 
Kentucky is also one of the largest exporters of Kentuckians. True. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> we should be in well, we should be keeping our Kentuckians. <laughs> we should be importing Kentuckians. We should be. Was this ironic? Yeah. No. Because uh, you exported. You emigrated. I did. I, well, this is a. Well, I can't talk about it. Temporary. 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 Involves the government. It's my. Yeah. It's my. Um, soul journey in a foreign land. Hmm. I'm breaking down the beast from within. Everybody needs to do that once in a while. Yes. I'm well, still yeah. doing mine. Still sojourn. Still you here. Forty years. <laughs> um. So that's something that. Um, should you know those are the things that people don't know about Kentucky and it's also that that people have this idea that there are people everyone's a hick and like you know everyone is the the guy that wears jean shorts and boots that have the heels worn off and and a cut off t-shirt that's maybe 10% of the population <laughs> um, and guess it where exists, those but <laughs> it's just 10% the funny thing is those people do not live on farms where do they live? Oh. They live in the suburbs. The Where? people that live on farms are normal people. In high school, all the kids that that wore clothes like that, they, they didn't. They weren't on farms. Honestly, yeah, that's probably true. They were so, not real working farmers. Yeah, I don't think farmers have time for that kind of thing. They don't. So, uh, final question before we get to our listener questions. Okay. Which is, uh, do you have any favorite pieces of Kentucky slang or like parts of the? Kentucky vernacular. Um, some so whenever someone says says uh, in conversation, well, as a greeting, what do you say? So it's more like, what do you say? And that just means how are you doing? You know, it'd be the similar to, what's up, <laughs> bro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it, it's kind of like, so the variations on that are, what do you say, oh boy, or. What are you doing, man? You know, stuff like that. So What do you say, old boy? What do you say, old boy? Sometimes you say, what do you know? What do you know? Same thing with that. So it's the same. It, it's uh, it's kind of like a br- icebreaker for people. Um, uh, let's see. What o- what other slang? Um, you say L8. L8. But it sounds like you're saying L.A. L8. So it's actually L81 is what it's uh, what it's named. But we just call it L8. What it's is L8? Because I've never had it's it. It's a ginger drink. I'm gonna go to Kroger tonight, is and I will bring one back for you. Is it like a ginger beer, like or a ginger ale? Yeah, but is it more? It's more like ginger ale than ginger yes. beer. Yes, yeah, ginger ale. Okay. It's a very, it's like a mixture between ginger ale and Mountain Dew. That's pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone here loves it, and I've never had it. So slang, man. I wish I wish I would have. Or just like phrases, idioms, you know. Um, yonder is used a lot. Uh, especially in the y- older generation, do you know what yonder means? It's like over, over, yonder. over, over, in distance, distance, over yonder. So it's it's yeah, it's kind of like a there. general, you know, yonder typically means some somewhere past. So like if you were, you know, talking about your, you know, over yonder, so somewhere far away, right? Um, it's much more used in that term than just uh, a typical, you know, general place. Right, there's a hymn that uses that. Yonder over the rolling river. There's multiple ones. I didn't even think of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Listener else? questions. Got any others? Are you ready for listener questions? Um, I might have some more when I think of this. We might do some edits. And All right. Coming. First listener question. This one's okay. a doozy. Is Kentucky part of the South? Yes. All right. Boom. Support Here, your argument. Here's why. 
Okay, so I, I will just give evidence. I won't give conjecture. Okay. Tompkinsville. Good. Good. There's a place called Dovey's, and they make a burger. And in this, and what they do with this burger is they deep fry it in oil. And guess what? The oil has never been changed. <laughs> wow. South. All right. All when right. did they start? 50s, maybe. I and they've know. never changed never the oil? Never changed the oil. That doesn't sound good. Well, uh, second thing, the way we talk. South. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's guys that talk like this where I grew up. They talk like this. This is just the way they are. Um, very Christian. Ball belt. South. Okay. Uh, states rights. South. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, very agrarian in rural areas. Tobacco used to be huge. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s, they, they had a to, uh, tobacco buyout. So what happened was is people that were, were selling tobacco, uh, the government said, hey, we want you to quit selling tobacco and we want you, we're going to pay you to, to do other crops. People did that. Like corn. Like corn and cattle. A lot of people did cattle. Uh, because where I live, cattle aren't crops. I just said well, cattle. <laughs> live livestock, crops and livestock. So where where I, I may be wrong about them being able to use the land for livestock, but but a lot of places that used to grow tobacco are hay fields now, mm. because it's you just can't. It's too rocky. It's too hilly. They can't get a buy out there. It's not worth it. Uh, what else? Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Is Kentucky the South? Is Kentucky? Yes, sweet tea. Okay. It's everywhere. Mm. If okay. you can order sweet tea, you're, in you're the south? within an hour of the South. Well, the problem is is that I could probably get sweet tea in Oregon. Well, see, that's no. not... I went out to Wyoming. Very okay. country, very rural. Right. No sweet tea. There's a difference between sweetened tea and sweet tea. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Preach it. Even I know this. Preach it. Um, the South, additionally, very big into hunting. Mm-hmm. That's that's not necessarily a southern thing, but bird hunting is, raccoon hunting is, skeet shooting, skeet shooting, uh, archery. I saw a raccoon at your house last night. A raccoon wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, archery. We act, uh, this state was actually the state that started the National School in the Archery Program. They invented archery here. Didn't, didn't invent archery, but archery in high school. Archery, uh, ed- archery did not exist until Kentucky. Fun fact. Invented it. Fun fact. Uh, Anderson County Middle School of which I was a member of the archery team, won the first two NASP World Championships back-to-back 2008-2009. Wow. Were you a part of that team? Yes. I was a scoring member. I was like six male score. So wow. I contributed. Really, I, it all goes to Coach Payton. Shout out. Shouts. Shout out. Shouts, Coach Payton. Big ups to Coach Big Payton. To Coach Payton. Whatever middle school. Brian, middle school. Brian Payton is a is – is a, a great man, and his son Cameron, who actually works for Matthews Bows in uh, Wisconsin now, I believe. Mm. Uh, really great people, and I think I am very was very pleased to have had him as a coach. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but eventually you would be very if you practice enough, you'd be good at archery, right? Yes. Isn't the only goal to hit the bullseye? Yes. Okay, so if you're really good at archery, doesn't it kind of become fairly easy to hit the bullseye no uh i think it takes a long time to be that good the the thing is i've seen brave and she was pretty good at it fairly quickly it's also a cartoon 
<laughs> uh, so the thing with archery is the reason why it's difficult um, is because they're they're using modern materials, but they're not using modern techniques. Did you use a compound bow? It's a compound bow, but but one no sights. Okay. Two That's hard. no release, and three no let off. So you can't let go of the string. So so typically on a on a modern hunting bow. You have what's called a release. It's like a trigger. Okay. So you pull oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you you're talking about. You pull back, and then you, you release. Right. This bow, you have to anchor the same spot every time. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a free throw when you shoot basketball. Form right. is very mm. – concentration, muscle memory. Um, up until recently, the perfect score for, for archery in ESP is 300 point, 300. So you have 10. 10 is the – it's about the size of a of a fist, the 10 ring. Mm-hmm. And then you have nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Um, and the target you shoot at ten meters and fifteen meters. And up until, like I think, I think six or eight years ago, the first person that shot a three hundred in a tournament shot a three hundred. But up until then, it, it's it's nearly impossible, or not impossible, but it's very difficult because you have ten arrows in a space about like this. Correct. And so sometimes, even if you're on target, you can hit the knock. Which is where it attached to mm-hmm. the. If for those listeners who do not know what a knock is, it's spelled N O C H. If you want to look it up on your phones right now, I'll give you some time. And it's where the arrow attaches to the string. So if you hit that, your arrow can go up. And and what would have been a ten would be an eight or a seven or a yeah. six. I've had that happen before. It's it's unfortunate. Have you ever split an arrow with another arrow? Well, the problem with that is with uh, with the arrows we use right now, they're aluminum. So you can't really split it like they do in Brave. Uh, first of all, that probably would not happen just based on physics. Sorry, it's a cartoon. Uh-huh. Uh, but the thing is, is you would have to increase the force and increase the rigidity of the target to be able to do that. Okay. Secondly, uh, because they're they're um, aluminum, I've had friends of mine that have had it to where the shaft will, they've hit it so well that the two shafts, the, the end of the arrow went into the shaft of the other arrow. Hmm. Multiple times, which is basically the same. It's thing. It's basically the same thing. It just didn't split the arrow in half. Okay, that's pretty good, though. Pretty yeah, good. yeah. Shout out to Cameron Payton, my boy. Uh, so next one. All right. Uh, we probably won't do all of these. Um, let's do them all. I can do them all. Come on. All right. Let's go fast. What is the weirdest town name in Kentucky? Um, there's a lot. Bear Wallow. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. There's there's Versailles, which is actually Versailles, if you um, are French. <laughs> but you can't say it that way. Um, Versailles. Um, there there's several. There are more. There's Pig, which is just north of here. Boom. Pig I think the test really is is do they know about Pig, Kentucky? Pig, when Kentucky. Every time we yeah. gotcha. Okay. Uh, next next one. Uh, how's a fried chicken? How what? How, how is, is the, the fried, fried chicken? chicken? Somebody wants to know how it is. Uh, okay, so hot take. Okay. KFC, garbage. Okay. Garbage. I, honestly, I don't know if that's a hot take. Not that I'm hot not, of a I'm take. I'm not disagreeing with you. Lee's famous recipe, the best chicken you'll ever get. Hmm. All right. Whom? Now, the story, the story behind this, Mr. Lee okay. was, was a partner of Colonel Sanders. And Colonel Sanders, when he went to franchise his deal, Mr. Lee's like, no, nah, you ain't doing this to me. And he started his own. And it's so good. Have you ever had Raising Cane's chicken? Yes. Now it's different. That? That's different. That's chicken tenders. Chicken but it's still so fried. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a chicken breast. It's not a bone-in chicken. It's not I like think, what your grandma I made on Sunday. Raising Cane's might be my favorite. Now chicken, chicken tenders, spot. yes. 
Raising Cane's hands down, Zaxby's. They're good, but they're second class. There used to be this really good hot chicken place called Cacalax in Oregon, mm. and it was delicious. Mm. I'd say hot chicken is good. And then they went out of business. It's the only thing Nashville's given me. All right, next question. And country music. Um, if Kentucky were to get a professional sports team, what would be the sport in the city? And I'll say, what would be the name of the team? Basketball, and it'd be the Kentucky Colonels, because that's <laughs> what we had before. Where uh, Where would it be located? Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Louisville is Louisville for all of its problems is the best market for it uh, because you just have a high population and you also have a lot of people in uh, southern Indiana that kind of feel like they're part of Louisville. So you have that population as well. Hmm. Um, Cincinnati already has the Bengals, so there'd be no reason for it to, to go to Newport or Covington. U of L or UK? What do you mean? He only Which heard one. one. Oh. He only heard UK. I gotcha. Yeah. What, do you, what do you say? What's what sports team? Do you he support? asked you, do you rather do you like UK or the other school? UK. Oh, okay, got it. Do I like UK? Or do you school? drive on the left side of the road? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, who asked that question? I, I don't know. Well, I, I will say this: the number of accidents that occur because of deer are and looking at cows are very high. <laughs> I have had. Four or five of my family members get sideswiped because someone was looking at <laughs> looking for deer or looking at cattle. <laughs> wow. Because they weren't looking at the road uh, and they were looking in a pasture and sideswiped somebody. That that does happen. So yes, people do drive on the left side of the road, but it's not because they're supposed to. Why is it called the bluegrass state? Because they're okay. So <clears throat> Kentucky, uh, I think it's forty-one or one forty-one fescue, is one is one of the most popular, and that's what bluegrass is. It's one of the most popular. Uh, sodding grasses in the nation, especially in the south. It grows very quickly, and it has a bluish color in its infancy. Hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, my last, I want to kind of combine the last two questions because they're kind of the same. So one of them is, what's the best part about Kentucky? And the other part is, what does Kentucky have to offer that other states do not, slash what makes it great? thing about Kentucky is, as far as people and geography and... Uh, just what you know, what kind of land? If you want to live on a piece of land and do something with it, you can do it in Kentucky. If you want to be in a forest, you can be in a forest. If you want to be in the mountains, you can be in the mountains. If you want to be in the plains, you can be in the plains. But Every you can't be on the coast. Not true. Lake Cumberland, largest man-made lake in the United States. So I feel like that shouldn't count because that's man-made. similar, similar. But but yeah, you can't. I mean, maritime. Yeah, outside of the the coasts, continental U.S. Any kind of geography is present in Kentucky, desert. except for volcanoes. Is there a Sorry. desert? No um, volcanoes. You you could you could say that during the summer there are parts. Of the you state have that have the to longest cave in the world here. That's true. Yeah. Longest cave in the world. Lots yeah. of karst. Yeah. Lots of sinkholes. And as and that that's something that people really don't know about Kentucky that we have, you know, this issue with. There might be a cave under us right now. Probably not, but. It, you never know. At the any the thing people people have this idea as an engineer. At and any moment, Kentucky is about to be swallowed up in one massive sinkhole. No, it's like a bluegrass Balrog. Completely mm-hmm. illogical. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's continue. a good basketball so team name. The Bluegrass Balrogs. Hey, yeah, yeah. I like good job, that. David. Good job. Now, um, so caves are not like what people think. So, what do people think caves are? Cave people <laughs> think caves are like, like. What's it, Mam- Mammoth Cave? Most okay. of the caves that are in Kentucky are 
very small, very short, and mm. and the most of the time they're like hairline cracks. So the reason why Mammoth Cave is so expansive is because you have a hard, you have a, a very unweathered layer of sandstone, and then you have a a very uh, soft layer of limestone in the underneath that's been weathered away uh, due to water erosion. And so, what it's a chemical process called uh, uh, that it takes CO two and calcium carbonate and, and they combine and they combine and it makes and a weak ACO3. acid. No, no, that's sodium carbonate. Oh. CaCO three. CaCO three. And so that that's what actually eats away at the at the uh, uh, at the rock. It's a chemical formula mm-hmm. for limestone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 you. <laughs> the chemical formula for limestone is just calcium. Ca. Ca. It's it's got calcium and other stuff in it, but calcium reacts with the and carbonate it erodes. and it erodes it away. So calcium is basic. You also got to be really careful where you're digging wells here in Kentucky, because all the groundwater. That's true. Uh, the difference is, though, Kentucky doesn't. We have some um, aquifers and springs, but m- for the most part, our groundwater is all connected. Mm-hmm. So Bowling Green used to be a super fun site. Do y'all know what super fund is? Mm-mm. Is it like crowdfunding? No. Uh, EPA. So EPA <laughs> um, back in the <laughs> 70s, 80s. I can't remember when. But they came in and were like, Y'all in the cities, y'all need to clean up what you're doing. You're making a mockery of the environment. Amen. So, Good. So they yes. established the the worst places in the nation were called Superfund sites. And Bowling Green was number one at one point in time. What? There was, okay, so they were so bad that when, so when you cut a, a when you make a well, so so you see these around town. If you're in Bowling Green, Drive around and you'll see these metal cages. They're kind of in low spots. Right, they might yeah. be, and that's an in, that's called a wet injection well. So that goes right into the cave and then it goes out. So when it when that way when it rains, that water doesn't stay in your yard or flood your house. It goes right into the cave. Good to go. Oh, I always thought that was just to keep the leaves out. No, no, those are those are wells. Mm. So uh, they're not wells in the sense that you pull water from right. them. They're wells in the sense you put water into them, huh. the groundwater. So. Uh, and this, 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 I know this is for a fact because a professor told me this. They were, they were building one of those. They were done drilling them. And when they, when they put the, the metal in, they push it all the way down and they cut it. And so what they do is they would, uh, as practice around here, they would put the torch over the thing, over the, over the tube, and blow the uh, gases out. It would it would make a explosion. Okay. And they they went down there and te- they they kept on doing this and they're like that's not right. Why is there gasoline gas in the cave system? Right. They went down there and they tested it, and it wasn't that there wasn't enough gasoline fumes. There was so much there wasn't enough oxygen to ignite it in the cave. So that there was more gasoline in the cave, gasoline fumes in the cave. Than, than, oxygen. than oxygen. You ever heard of Kyrock? Yes. This it's uh, a a rock. Uh, it's actually there's a town called Kyrock. There is. And um, and it's great for making asphalt, yes. but you can also turn it into methane. And there's a huge yes. vein in Kentucky. Yep. So there's like a federal mandate that if we're ever in a bad of a spot, they're going to start mining the Kyrock. Yeah. Yeah. Literally to make gasoline, oil, and tar huh. just comes out of the rock. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't. I you did. guys any did, I guess. Any other questions? 
That's all I have. Are we doing spicy tunes or not? Yes, we are. All right. Because David said we couldn't do it last time. I'm pretty sure you said. Well, what, agree to what disagree. Is this? Just uh, give us a song a, you, you know, like. We have a, yeah. A song I like. Yeah, yeah, we put it on the playlist. We have a we have a running playlist. Okay. Um, for y'all out west, uh, y'all probably never heard of this guy. Willie Nelson. No. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Um, <laughs> no, uh. Willie Nelson is a good artist, but he's a tax evader and a, Demo- and a, uh, a, a degenerate. Democrat. <laughs> yes, he's a Democrat. He's oh, a degenerate. Tax like evasion. That's why he's always on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no. Uh, John Anderson. Um, Wild and Blue. John Anderson. John Anderson. Wild, Wild and, and Blue. Blue. Great lyrics. Is it about Kentucky? No. Um. There are some good songs about Kentucky. Uh, Elvis, Kentucky Rain. Um, Blue Moon of Kentucky by Bill Monroe. Actually, let's use that one. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Bill Monroe. Well, you can add multiple. Oh, okay. Yeah, Blue Moon of Kentucky by Bill Monroe. Bill Monroe was born in Muhlenberg County, Ohio County, Kentucky, and he is the father of bluegrass. Okay. Okay. Blue Kentucky Moon by Bill Monroe. No, no, Blue Moon of Kentucky. Blue Moon after the podcast, I want to ask you about something. Um, okay. We can't I just, I'm, I mean, it's not like. <laughs> what What happened? Did I say it's something? Just that it's not relevant to, it's relevant to this conversation we're having right now, but it's not super relevant to the podcast. Okay. So okay. what are you, do you have uh, spicy tunes, Adam? Yes. You're doing? Uh, my, I have a lot of songs. Try to keep it. Maybe. So, maybe but I figure, I know what I want it to be. I'm saying I'm going to cap you at three. Okay. I know what I want it to be because this is. This was pretty mind-blowing to me, and that is this band called Moon Hooch. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very cool. I first found out about them from NPR's Tiny Desk Concert, which is, NPR. first of all, genius. I don't know. It is Whoever came up genius. with that is absolutely a genius. Bob Boylan, I think. Anyways. I have a beef with Bob Boylan. We can... Okay, we'll get into that later. Anyways, so these guys, it's just two saxophone players and a drummer. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to add that during their tiny desk concert, one of them just had a traffic cone in their saxophone. What? So I'm just going to leave that at that. The song is number nine. Number nine Mm -hmm. by Moon Hooch. Yes. Can I have another spicy song? You want another one? Yeah. Okay. You can have one more. Oh, you're saying you are going to add one Um, more. Tracy Lawrence, if the world had a front porch, that that is my childhood. Everything he sings about in that song happened to me, except for the bulldogs. Um, and I, I'm not <laughs> I a country. Mo- I'm not a country music singer, so the part about him writing country music songs on his front porch. I actually, I do have one more. Go okay. for it. And it is a callback to a previous band that I recommended, The Districts. Last song I recommended, it was pretty good. Young Blood, very good song. And this one is called Long Distance. Hmm. It is also six minutes long. Wow. So go g- take that a listen. What is your take that a listen? Go give it a listen. Give it a listen. You take your you ears and listen to it. Listen to it. What is your spicy tunes, Dave? Mine is going to be... Uh, <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is going to be Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Classic. What, you don't I like mean, that? It's good, but I feel like it's a little bit too overplayed. Mainstream? 
Maybe. It's too mainstream? Yeah. A little bit, kind of. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. David, David. David, David, David. You're David. David. We love you. It's fine. Blitzkrieg Bop, Bop, the Ramones. Everyone loves that song. It's in Spider Man. Yeah. If you uh, want to listen to it, just listen well, to it. Well, is it in Spider Man? I think it is. I think they have a. It has to be in some. Just Ooh, no. The one song that's in Spider Man is I Want to Be Your Girlfriend, by, or I Want to Be Your Boyfriend by the Ramones. Which is. <laughs> You want I want to be your girlfriend, sung by an all male no, band. The male, <laughs> they want her to. He wants her to be his girlfriend. But what he's actually saying is, I want to be your boyfriend. So by I want by extension, home, right? I got it. yeah, I got it. I got Maybe it. Maybe I'll do that one instead. What? I don't know. Um, what was I gonna say? How come we've never had the Beatles on here? Um, so I was just a flash mainstream. photo. I'm now blind. Thank you, Silas. Mm. It's um, going to happen eventually. But no, thank you all for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks uh, for having us here. <laughs> I'm super glad to be a guest on this show. Yeah. You're such a great host. The Tucker Baker Show, presented yeah. by Mingy Beef Jerky. Mangy? Mingy. Mingy. Are we still waiting Kentucky. on David's song? Yes. Uh, I'll pick one of those but, songs. Oh, it's fine, oh, David. David. It's fine. If you, if you want to do Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones, that's okay. While David's doing that, can I talk about the Cornbread Mafia? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> back in the 70s and 80s, there was this guy named Johnny Boone, okay, and in the Nelson County, Washington County, uh, Marion County area, he was a drug lord. And when I say drug lord, you I don't mean, mean cornbread? like yes. Well. So what cornbread was their their word for um, marijuana? Oh, so it uh. is actually drugs. Yes. <laughs> so um, he was, I was a really kind of wishing that it was just cornbread. Drug lord, and so kingpin, if you will. He was. This man was so ruthless. He would take Rottweilers and cut their vocal cords out so that he could use them to guard his his marijuana and drug stuff. So they would not, if you like were trying to steal his plants, you wouldn't hear him coming. You wouldn't hear him barking. They'd just come and kill you. That yeah. is pretty ruthless. And he would leave, leave booby traps and stuff like that. But the, the reason why he made it so far... And he, it was the largest cornbread syndicate in the United States when it got <laughs> busted. It really was. The largest marijuana syndicate in the United States when it got busted up in the in the uh, late 80s. Um, my dad actually, fun fact, went to high school with his son in Washington County. Mm. But the reason why he wasn't caught is because a lot of the public buildings and public like arenas and stuff were built by him. He paid uh-huh. for them. Mm. And he would just leave money for, you know, if somebody's... The old political like, buyout. Well, if somebody like... And he would also leave money for people, you know, if, if you know someone in the community, their dad passed away on the job. And, you know, their their mom didn't work and they had four kids. He'd leave them money. He would, you know, he was a benevolent drug lord. Mm. So people would not would not write him out for that reason. Interesting. But, but he ended up... actually got caught a couple years ago in Canada. And he looks like Santa Claus. Huh. So, um... That's the Cornbread Mafia, and uh, my dad had had a story about that. When he was a kid, they went up this big, either him or his friends, I can't remember, but they went up this big ravine. Uh, they were squirrel hunting or something, and they were on somebody else's property. They didn't know where they were. And they get up, and they're like, these trees clear up, and there's a bunch of people with machine guns and a helicopter. And you think they think it was Johnny Boone. Mm. Maybe. So, and they, yeah, they're like... They like held them. They're like, you know, you didn't see anything. Go home. And they did. So. We would have known. So yeah. can we talk about my beef with Bob Boylan? Who, who is this man? Okay. Bob Boylan is a guy who runs NPR's Tiny Desk. I just want to throw this out there. Okay. So. You've never met Bob Boylan. No, it's not a real beef, but it's just like. It's something you don't like that he does. 
It's something that I don't like that he didn't do. Okay. Is he vegetarian? I think he should have done. Okay. So Carly Rae Jepsen right. was on Tiny Desk mm-hmm. a right. while back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw this video, and I immediately thought... She's going to sing Call Me Maybe. Yes. Okay. So I clicked on it. None of her songs were Call Me Maybe. They were all other songs. Okay, but is do you think that Bob Boylan picks the songs or the artist picks the songs? I feel like he could have asked at least. Yeah. I think he probably just says, come on the show, and they play whatever songs Sad. they want. Then I have a beef with Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, I think Carly Rae's Jeps- Carly Rae Jepsen's distaste for Call Me Maybe is understandable. It's her song. Yeah, but I w- probably wouldn't want to be known for Call Me Maybe. What if you were known for an amazing Tiny Desk cover of your own song, <laughs> Call Me Maybe? <laughs> but it was, like, really good. Um, You know what? We can only imagine of what would have happened. We'll never know what it would have sounded like. Carly Rae Jepsen, if you're out there, come to the house and give us a little tiny house concert. Mm-hmm. Big house. But... It's mm-hmm. only Call Me Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basically one but song. But we'll never know what might have been. Okay. Well. Glad we could clear that up between you and Bob Boylan. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm glad that we could start the beef with you and Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see what where this goes. Yeah, me too. Um, thank you for having uh, me on the podcast. Tag Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Tell her to come to our house. But not in a weird way. <laughs> for a concert. <laughs> we'll. Yeah. <laughs> And be on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to talk to Carly Rae Jepsen about the podcast. I would like to know if she saw the video of the guys in the van, the baseball team. The Harvard baseball team? I don't know what it was. We need to really wrap this up. Okay, wrapping it up. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank Thank you you for being here, Tucker Baker and David. Yes, Tucker Baker. I don't remember your last name, David, so sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This has been... Another Jabberwocky thank episode. You, thank you for your attention. Thank you for your attention. I do thought. I thought <laughs> this was change it. I <laughs> thought this was gonna be the one. I genuinely cannot <laughs> remember. I know it's Peace Out Girl Scouts, but what did I say before that? Keep Nothing. on jabbering. Hey, you may do it in Kentucky. Send us out in Kentucky Slam. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Have a good night, folks. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop.